Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard-earned, real-world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. All right, I'm excited about this broadcast because I've got a longtime friend who's such a role model. He's a hero all over the United States, but also primarily in Canada. He operates out of Vancouver. Help me welcome Brad Gerard. Hey, Larry. It's good to be here. Yeah, excited to have you here, Brad. And uh, people need to find, you know, this is a great chance for people to uh, get familiar. You know, they think all you Canadians are weird, you know, so... uh, Maybe you can help dispel that notion, you think? <laughs> well, I don't know if I can or not. <laughs> maybe you are weird. Yeah. You know, maybe you are. Uh, I think we are. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. different. Those Canadians are different. But uh, as we were talking earlier, you might kind of explain this thing. You started business. The whole idea is getting independent and and building your own thing, and you started 22 years old. You had, you said, you had the idea of passive income. So you started your own business in '86, and tried several, but basically it wasn't so much they failed as you just your interest failed in them. Once you found out they were super lazy, I mean, lay, labor intensive, because you were primarily wanting to go into business for yourself so you could build up something that would generate passive income. So talk about that for a second. Well, um, you know, I'm sure, I know you would remember, maybe a lot of people wouldn't, but I, I used to watch a show when I was, I remember as a teenager in a little farmhouse in central Alberta, um, you know, and I grew up in a really poor type home, but uh, we had a, a TV and I used to watch a show called Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. And, you know, and I, and I think oh, yeah. a lot of people watch shows like that and they, you know, and they're, maybe they're envious or they get jealous or they get angry even at the kind of wealth that other people have. And I looked at it and said, you know, and people would look at those people and think, Oh, they're lucky. Those pretty people are lucky people. And I looked at it and said, what do they do that we're not doing? What, what does my dad do different than those people that they can have that kind of lifestyle and we have to live like this. And so I realized pretty early on in my life that um, at the end of the day, you have to, unless you're very fortunate to be blessed with an amazing voice or, you know, a beautiful face, you have to get in business, you know, of some sort. And at 22 years old, uh, somebody handed me an article by a guy who at 15 had written out, it was a, uh, he had told this story of at 15 years old in Los Angeles, he wrote something called his life list a list of 129 items that he wanted to do before he died. And and then he spent his entire life knocking off those items, living just adventure to adventure. And I thought, what a great way to spend your life living adventure to adventure. The challenge is, you know, how do you finance that list? You know, if you have a job, nobody will ever give you enough time off to go and knock off eight or 10 adventures because I got the article when he was 59 and he'd knocked off 106 of the 129 items. And he had things on there like climb Kilimanjaro and the Matterhorn and ride an elephant and fly a fighter jet and all these different adventures. 
and not one adventure on there was get a good job with a big company. And so I sat down at 22 and wrote out my life list and realized very early into it that um, I was basically screwed for a job. Nobody would ever pay me enough money to go and knock off all these items or give you enough time off. So I knew I had to find a different way to finance my life. And that's really what set me out looking for a business. And so I tried a number of businesses. I, I, I did pressure washing, window washing. I started a nanny agency. I did uh, start an advertising business. And listen, I'm a, I'm a total introvert. And, uh, you know, and so all of it was out of my comfort zone. Every, everything to do with people was out of my comfort zone. But I had this list that demanded uh, my action. And so uh, I got fortunate in 1988. I was introduced to a lady who was working in the financial industry, and she told me she was making a, a lot of money on a monthly basis. And when she showed me her check stubs, I said, I'm in. I know nothing about this. But I, what I do know is that if you can find a good mentor and you follow what they tell you, you can achieve equal results. And so uh, that's how I got started in the financial industry. Well, you know, Brad, I remember you remind me of uh, Mark Cuban on the Shark Tank thing. Er, early in the history of that show, they had a lady, nice lady. She came out and young lady had some kind of idea of something. And he said, well, what have you done about it to market? You know, have you been to trade shows? Have you been here? Have you been there? And she said, no, I'm just kind of shy. You know, that's not my personality. And he said, he said, well, I'm out. You know, if you're not, if you're passionate about your idea and wanting to build your business, uh, a business of your own with this is not strong enough to make you burst out of that shyness and that being an introvert, then you're not going to have the passion it is going to require to do about a thousand other things you're going to have to do to make this thing successful. So I'm out, you know, and uh, right from the beginning, you know, what I'm hearing from you is that, you know, just writing down, first of all, you were looking. And then the thing is that just the idea of writing down a whole, no, nobody ever exposed me to that uh, hundred list. You know, I've heard that a thousand times uh, over my lifetime. But in the beginning, I'd never heard about that. But, you know, just the thing at age 21, 22, uh, to sit down with a piece of paper and write down a bunch of crazy stuff uh, just kind of wakes up all kind of cells inside your mind of possibilities that would be dormant uh, because if you got it down on a piece of paper, this is a checklist for me. You're going to, as you go through life and you hear about this one or that, the other, that's going to ring a bell with you, you know, and that's going to stick with you. And you might learn about, Oh, that's where that is. That's how they did that. And you can kind of be programming and training and preconditioning yourself to actually pull some of those things off uh, just by going through life. And the fact that you've kind of woken up uh, those brain cells in your mind to consider the possibility of actually doing that. You know, you think in a bigger terms than 99.9% of the people out there. And, uh, you know, when we talked about doing this call, it was like, you know, I, I told you, you know, the first segment here, I wanted to do like the first time you got convinced that you could make your own way in the world and, uh, you know, are setting yourself up for 
winning, but long-term winning. Because as you know, because of my book, you know, I'm all into serial winning, you know, winning again and again. Because once you taste success, you certainly don't want to lose it. Uh, you, you don't want to do one or – if you have a list of 100 things you want to do, you don't want to do five of them and say, okay, I'm going to lose my focus now. You know, that's, that's it. No, you're going to – you want to keep the taste of victory and success and fun in your life going, that hope, that anticipation, that, in, you know, living inspired versus living depressed. And so you talked to me about, you know, I talked about how you first got the idea you could actually make your way in the world. And, and you said that you kind of figured out and the way you looked at it, it was a process like you may start in the beginning like a shapeless ball of clay, you know, uh, like in Genesis 1, it says, you know, the, the world was, you know, null and void, you know, shapeless. And then God uh, went to work and made order out of chaos there. Uh, many, you know, we start off, we're not finished products, but you said you looked at this as uh, starting as a ball of clay and then going through the process to turn yourself into something. Speak about that for a minute. Um, I, okay. Just to go back to what one of the comments you made, I think that uh, I think there's no greater waste in, in the world than the waste of human potential that is left on the field and never used. And I think the biggest challenge is most people look at their life and, um, and the way they live their life is based upon, you know, we, we go get an education and we get the best job we can possibly get that pays us the most money we can possibly make. And then, our, our life becomes a byproduct of whatever that paycheck will allow us to live. And so we shrink our dreams into that paycheck. And all I did was, I think that's, a, that's the wrong way to live your life. I think that what you need to do is figure out what's the greatest life that you would like to live. And then forget about jobs and careers, but what's the greatest life you'd like to live? What is that going to cost you to live a life like that? Now your job is to go and find a way to finance it. And I think the challenge is people just get a job and then they forget about these dreams they had and they just move into this rut. And someone told me a long time ago, a rut is just a, you know, a grave is just the, a rut with the ends closed in. And I think that's kind of the way most people live their life. So I, be, I believe that, uh, and I, I didn't probably start out this way, but I, I knew I always believe what one person can do, another person can do. And that if, if you can find the right mentors, if you can find the right person who can teach you, then you can duplicate their results if you duplicate their thinking and their efforts. I always believe that. And so I was the kind of person who back in the 80s, I was totally broke. I had a, a wife and a baby early on. Uh, uh, 23, 24 years old, uh, and I was spending a lot of money that I didn't have going to see Tony Robbins and, uh, you know, Jim Rohn when he'd come to town and all of these people. And people would be like, you have no money and you're spending this money going to these seminars. But, but what they did was they, they got me into a belief that um, I could be more than I am. And I think that a lot of people think that 
my personality is is fixed, uh, my potential is fixed, um, and the reality is it isn't. You know, you can change your personality, you can change your potential, you can change your future if you're willing to change yourself. And uh, and so that's what I did. And you know, if you look at like Apple, right now Apple came out with iOS 13 in November, and it was a revolutionary update. You know, that brought in all these advances and stuff. But Apple isn't uh, the, the you know Apple didn't just say okay we're done now we've got our ISO out and we're just going to leave it. The next day, I can assure you, they're already thinking about iOS 14. And probably even before they roll out 13, they're thinking about 14 and 15 and 16 because the world demands that you change. It demands that you improve and get better if you want to have a piece of the good life. And so I look at myself and I go, if I'm iOS 1 right now, my job is to figure out how do I become iOS 2 next year and iOS 3 the year after. And, and I think that a lot of people don't look at at themselves that way they don't see themselves as this growing um you know changing being who uh can be can be better today than they were yesterday and that's my greatest challenge is how do i how do i become more valuable to the world to my business to my family today than i was yesterday and you know the worst thing that can happen i remember going back to a 20-year high school reunion and uh Somebody made a comment, or I, I made a comment, boy, those people haven't changed one bit. And some people think that that's a compliment, but it really isn't. You know, if you're the same person you were in high school, you know, if you talk the same and you have the same thinking and you do the same things, you, uh, you haven't grown. And you should be completely different 10 years out or 20 years out. And unfortunately, a lot of people aren't. And, you know, so that that's my focus is to try and change who I am and, and what I learn and what I know and how much value I can bring out to the, into the world. Because at the end of the day, you know, in the free enterprise system, we get paid based on the value we bring to the marketplace. And that's why I've got to become more valuable if I want a better quality of life. Yeah. And what, what we're people, if people are looking for how to action items from what we're saying here is if you want to, make big things happen in your life. You want to make yourself more valuable to yourself in the world. Three things we've kind of focused on so far here and uh, get your reaction to that is, first of all, get specific about what you want. And then get your thinking straight. You talked about, uh, you know, exposing yourself to some people, some books, some tapes, some this, that, even before we talked, you were saying you're listening to podcasts all the time. Get your thinking organized for success so that you can make these things happen. Because if you're thinking wrong, you're going to act wrong. So it's like get your targets out there. Get yourself mentally organized for success. And then three, get your butt in gear and get out there on the hunt to find a vehicle that will allow you to have the discretionary time and discretionary income to go out and make some of these dreams come true. You need to be focusing on your dreams, not on your limitations. And so is that a pr- kind of a pretty good summary of how we've come so far, Brad? Yeah, I, I, absolutely, 
time. Because the idea of doing the you know, go ahead, I, go ahead. So I, I had an opportunity. I lived in Colombia for a couple of years. Uh, I was down there working with uh, a, a World Vision project, and uh, one of the guys I met down there was a NASA had been a NASA engineer, and he was in NASA uh, in Houston when um, when they went to the moon, and he said that when the president at the time, John F. Kennedy, said, we are going to put a man on the moon by the end of the decade. Nobody really thought that was possible. And, uh, and he said, what they did at this big building that he used to go into every day to Nassau, you'd, you'd go through this building to get to whatever department you were in. He said, when you walked into that building, they had a picture of the moon, like a giant picture of the moon on this wall. And he said, what it did is it served to remind you that no matter what you were going through at home or what you were going through in your personal life, that when you stepped foot into that building, you were on a mission and the mission was very clear. And I think the challenge with a lot of people in their life is they're not on a mission. They don't have a mission that they're, that, that, that they're obsessed with, that they're trying to accomplish. And so, you know, life just kind of happens to them and, and whatever happens, happens. And it's just not a good way to live your life if you want to achieve something great. All right. Thank you, Brad. This is a fantastic uh, uh, insight to how you launched yourself on this road that eventually led to you becoming a million-dollar earner. That's so different than being a millionaire. I mean, you became a millionaire probably decades ago, but getting up to where you have, you know, cash is king in the world and to have cash flow of over a million dollars a year is just staggering. And so thanks for those insights into launching off into a life that can lead you to unlimited success. Thank you, Brad. Thanks for listening to the Million Dollar Mastermind. If you felt there were any valuable takeaways from this episode, please take a minute and leave us a five-star review. Your feedback is important and really helps us get the word out to a wider audience. Remember, we have a valuable webinar that is absolutely free. Register for it right now at whitealamwinning.com. Thanks for listening.